We're continuing on Havata Lavavot with the with the commentary of Rabbi Avinder Miller. We're on page ninety-seven, um, where it says two point three. How Hashem deserves our trust. So he writes, when we analyze these seven conditions that we mentioned, we see that they are not found in any created being, but all of them are found in Hashem. So again, not all of them, not. You may find one or two or three or however many in any created being, but you will not find all of them. But all of them are found in the Creator and only in Him. This means that it is a mistake to trust even the best human beings. It says in the Pasuk, Don't rely on nobles. For a human being holds no salvation. Even even though they are noble-hearted people, right? Still, Pazuk says, still, do not trust him. Don't, excuse me, don't put your trust in him and don't rely on him. In fact, don't put your trust in any human being. Even Avram Avinu, Yaakov, Yitzchak, Yaakov. It says, it says in the Pasuk, Cursed is the man who trusts in people. Arur hagever yishev adam. Even the most trustworthy man, even Avram Avinu, will not live forever. And when he passes away, he won't be able to keep his promises to you. And even when he's alive, he won't be able to conquer all the kings in the world. If you live someplace far away from him, he won't be able to help you. And therefore, complete trust is justified only by trusting in Hashem. That's why we have to learn these principles and constantly review them in our minds until we get the, the, the picture that until we picture the idea that Hashem is our happiness, He's our trust, He is also our wealth, because we are certain to be rewarded, as it says, Baruch HaGeber, Hashem, Hashem Blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem, then Hashem will be His security. The fact that the man that trusts in Hashem is blessed, meaning He will be rewarded. So wealth, Hashem will turn out to be His reward. To the extent that we trust to the extent that we that we trust him in that same measure he will reward us that's why it pays it definitely definitely pays to, to study this subject so now it seems he's going to go into a little bit detail of these uh, conditions that we mentioned and let's start with the first one which was kindness kindness in Hashem we find the first condition of trust as it is written Hashem has pity on His creations, and compassionate, compassionate and gracious is Hashem. Everything in the, in, in the world is made with compassion for human beings. For example, the weather is made with compassion. It's never too hot, not too cold. We are able to survive the extremes of temperature on earth because the sun is not too close, not too far. Right? So, so meaning, the whole concept of weather, even though sometimes it gets a little bit too hot, a little bit too cold, but in a normal circumstance, in you know normal hab- you know, habitable uh, places, it's it doesn't you know it, you were able to survive. If if it got too cold, then you'd have uh, you'd have like Mars or something, or too hot it would be Mars, whatever. Yeah, we would able we would, we we are able to survive the extreme temperatures on Earth because of the way the sun is positioned. Had the Earth had the sun been a little closer, it would it would be burnt. Everything would be burnt. If the sun were a little farther away, we'd freeze. Had the sun been a little bigger in size, we would have burned. If the sun were smaller, we would freeze. So everything in the world is made to provide a compassionate environment for human beings. And further, it says in the Pasuk, 
Vani lo achos al Ninveh ha'ir ha'gedola. Right? He said this is talking about Ninveh with Yonah. I don't remember the story. Yonah got swallowed because by the by the fish whale whatever it was because he was supposed to go to Ninveh. He says Hashem says, should I not have pity on the great city of Ninveh? Hashem told Yonah that his compassion extends not only to Jews, but also to a great city of Gentiles. There is no question about it. The Gentiles have food. They have heat in the winter. They have places to sleep. They have clothing. Hashem is feeding the whole world, including all the food that is not permitted to us. So ham, eels, right? all these things. He is, he is you know, sustaining all these things. He gives nourishment to the world, as it says in the Pasuk, Hazan et haolam kulo. Right? We say that in, in benching. He nourishes the whole entire world. And then we say, Baruch, Hazan Atakol. He, he, he sustains everything. We thank Hashem for feeding all creatures, including all the nations, all the animals and all the fish. This is clear evidence of His kindness. Kindness is, the one, is, is one of the first principles of understanding Hashem. Okay, let's continue on to the second, which was caring. He has to care. He has, in Hashem, we find the second condition that He doesn't forget and doesn't neglect us. Somebody could be kind and have the best intentions to you, but suppose He's busy. If He had, if He has other urgent things to do, He might forget to He might forget to help you. But Hashem is always thinking about you, as it is written. We say We all know that one. He says, it says in the pasuk, "Behold, Hine." He neither slumbers nor sleeps, the guardian of Israel. Hashem is always there. Right? I imagine. I, I remember someone. Someone gave a, a example. This imagine a person has a has a child that that is that is you know not not that's in a, you know not like a, like a comatose state, but the doctors tell him that at any second he can he can wake up for for he might be awake for just. Just a few minutes, he might wake up. Can we imagine that that father will not sleep, will not, you know, he'll be waiting for that exact second that the son will wake up so that he can just, you know, see him if he. That's exactly what this is. Hashem neither slumbers nor sleeps. He's the guardian of Israel. He's always concerned. He's always thinking. He's waiting. He's waiting. The third and fourth conditions. The third and fourth, one, the, first, the third was power, meaning he has to have the capability, and knowledge was that he has to know what's good. Can we be sure that Hashem is always capable of knowing what's good for us? Even though he has good intentions, is it possible that he might sometimes do things that are not for our benefit? The answer is, he is wise and all-knowing. He knows exactly what to do at all times, and as for, pa- and, and for power, nobody can overcome him or stand in his way to prevent him from fulfilling our trust. As it is written, he is a wise heart and strong in power. Who can stubbornly oppose him and win? Nobody can win against Hashem. He always carries out his wishes, and and all his wishes are wise and good. Right? That's what that's what the pasuk says, and it says, "Yours, Hashem, is the greatness, the might, the glory, the victory, and the majesty." Yeah. We say this in the davening as well, quoting a pasuk. This means that Hashem is empowered with all these qualities, might, glory, victory, majesty, all these things that enable Him to carry out His wishes, whatever He decrees, He's fully capable of carrying out. Right? All these, it's funny, all these concepts that we think of, right? He, ha- he, 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 he created the concept of greatness. So 
he, he created the concept of might, right? Created the world. So he created all these concepts along with it. So, of course, he is, if, if any human would have these, he has it to an you know, unlimited extent. As it is written, Hashem, your God, is in your midst. This means that Hashem is amongst you. Right? Gibor Yoshia. He's mighty to help. He's among you and He's helping you. Now, to most people, these words will seem superfluous. They will say, Who doesn't know? Who doesn't know that? Without the Chobot HaLavavot. But we have to understand that the impression that we have, the, the impression we have in our minds is a very faint one. By studying these verses and making it more clear in our minds, trust in Hashem begins to print itself out in our brains. When people have weak impressions and vague ideas, they don't want to hear it a second time. But if they don't, if they won't hear it a second time, then it will remain weak to have an effect on their lives. By repeating it and by quoting related verses. It becomes clearer and clearer, and then eventually it become it become it, it can become part of their way of thinking. The relationship between the power of Hashem and His kindness is also emphasized in the second blessing of Shemona Esrei. We say, we he says, Atagibor leolam, Rav lehoshia, you are eternally mighty, and it continues, and it says you are abundantly able to help. You have all the abilities. So Hashem is full of power, and all His power is to help, not not like a tyrant. That's why we continue. Who makes the wind blow? Mashiv Haruach Moed Ageshem, Mechakel Chaim Mehesed. He feeds, sustains the living with kindness. Mehayametim. He revives the dead with abundant mercy. That's the final kindness, abundant reviving the dead. So, this entire blessing is called Givurot, the blessing of the might of Hashem, and the might of Hashem is coupled with the concept of the kindness. It's in the same bracha. So we see that he has all the ability to 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 take care and and to care about about all the people. So I think this is a good place to stop. Bezalashim will continue as the days go. Hazak Baruch, thank you for listening.